Hello everyone, I am your host Alejandro Colindres. Welcome to series one of the podcast, The Road to Champagne, 13 Tested Principles to Drive Your Career to Success. This podcast series will benefit professionals that have room for growth in their career, especially young professionals. We will explore one principle at a time. You can see the framework in the website, roadtochampagne.com. It has three parts, shape your mindset, build your brand, and be the driver. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this bonus episode to conclude series one. We're going to do a recap of the 13 principles. The question that I want you guys to ask yourselves is, how can I continue growing in my career? And how can I make the next interesting move happen? The premise is that you can do something about where your career is headed and at what pace. You are the driver. There are many things that are under your control. Correct. There's many things that are not controllable, right? But we're not going to worry about those because by definition, you cannot control them. So therefore, don't worry about them. That is where, you know, principle number five, be adaptable comes in whenever you get hit with a twist or a turn on, on your road. So let's focus on the overall framework of the road to champagne. It is based on three main root causes that were part of the problem-solving exercise to determine what were the you know, key success factors or the 13 principles to accelerate career growth. Root cause number one for slow career growth is not having the right mindset. The second one is not having the right brand that differentiates you as a professional in your field. And the third one is not being in control of the car that you are on because you are relying on others to do it for you. And guess what? They're not going to be doing it at the pace that you want. Each of those three root causes has a series of principles that become the solution, right? So in order for you to accelerate growth, you have to shape your mindset, you have to build your brand, and you have to be the driver. And you do that by having proficiency on each of the 13 principles that we have discussed in series one. Different audience members will have different takeaways. Somebody might say, oh my gosh, I need to really improve on building my brand. I have not done a good job at that. Somebody else might say, oh my gosh, I need to improve my mindset, you know, especially being adaptable or aiming outside my league. Somebody else might say, oh my gosh, I really have been very fearful about power and influence and I have stayed away from it, but now I see that it is critical, so I have to get better at it. So those lessons will vary by individual, but that is exactly what I want you guys to do, to figure out what are the weak principles that are really not helping you grow so that you can convert those into areas of proficiency. And yes, it's going to take time, it's going to take effort, but your road to success is a very long drive. So you actually have the time to course correct, even if you're in your mid-30s, you know, you still have 20 plus years to go. So anything you can start doing now to improve your proficiency in each of those principles will pay off. So let's start again with part one, shape your mindset. You need to have the right mindset to embark on this growth journey. And it all starts with principle number one, want more. You see, this is a prerequisite. If you don't want more for your career, guess what? Nothing is going to happen. You're going to stay as is. You're going to have to want it to then work for it and then attain it. Now, it is very easy for all of us to fall into career inertia. You have a pretty comfortable paycheck, comes in every two weeks or four weeks. Uh, you already know the drill at work. You have everything under control. And years go by and you're still doing the same thing. Same company, same title, same routine. That is not wanting more, guys. Let me break it down to you. 
that is being stagnant and comfortable with the current state, which for some individuals is fine. But if you want to grow in your career, that is not the right mindset. Now, one of the things that I liked about my conversation with Alison Boder, my guest, was that she talked about figuring out what it is that you want more of. I wanted more. And part of that more is also what, you know, figuring out what you want so that then you can get more of it and you can continue to grow. Where is your journey taking you? And I think that was the beginning of wanting more for me. You need to figure out what it is that you want more of so that you can figure out where you can get it. And then you can create a plan to get to that place. One key message from episode one was that we should seek for more, but we should enjoy the present because it is, it is relatively privileged and it is helping you in your journey. The last thing you want is to think that you will be happy once you get to the more because that, guys, is just going to be a race that never ends, right? You achieve that and then you want more and then you never find happiness. That's not how it should work. Enjoy where you are, but want more. Now, in episode two, aim outside your league. This helps you answer the question, how much more should I want? Now, you can aspire for the normal type of goals, or you can go for the life-changing goals that are actually going to trigger more motivation, creativity on how you make it happen. And failure is a potential outcome. So what? I like Dr. Alex Frano's response on failure as an outcome. This is what he said. When you aim outside your, your league, obviously the best case scenario is what you are looking for. But even if you fail at that, you learn more from a very ambitious goal than you do if your goals are less ambitious, more normal. The failures and the, the stumblings teach you more so that you can rehash your plan and eventually get there. So don't limit your aspirations to the normal, right? That is what people wanting normal career growth and normal outcomes should do. If you want stellar outcomes and stellar growth, you have to aim high, guys. There's no other way. Leave the normal stuff for your plan E or F. In episode number three, we explored always be whip or work in progress, the state of a product that is not yet finished, right? This means that you are not yet done transforming yourself into the final version of you. You are always evolving. You are always learning stuff that is relevant to your work, stuff that is not relevant to your work. You're going deeper on topics. You're going broad on topics, but you're always learning. And this is an attitude, guys. It's part of your mindset and it brings huge benefits. One of the huge benefits that I loved is how it can open new doors. My guest, Lindsay White, was a great example of what it means to be a whip. And then later, even leaving RBI, having that same mentality, moving into Coca-Cola and doing analytics for Coca-Cola, and now going into the field of consulting, I think that having that driving force of being curious and being open to new ideas and, and new things to do has only allowed me to you know, have a very interesting career that never keeps me bored and also helped me continue to learn new things and evolve as a, as a professional. And I love how she keeps transforming herself and evolving and, and learning and growing in her career. And I bet she's going to get very far because that attitude is really going to help her. So my question to you guys is, you know, what are you learning now? Is that this long enough? Are you satisfied with that? I challenge you to think about what else you could be learning and always be expanding that list. As soon as you're done, replace it and add something else. In episode number four, we talked about the principle, say yes, because sometimes opportunities knock on your door. 
Many times we're very busy chasing opportunities. But yes, sometimes they show up unexpectedly. And many, unfortunately, are inclined to say no. People typically say no because it will require effort, whatever it is. If you're invited to a project that is in a different sort of function, if you're invited to go to a class or to volunteer with a friend on a weekend in a local charity, it all takes time and it's a sacrifice, right? So it's easy to say, no, I have my routine, I'm going to stick to it. But you are saying no to new opportunities that could really open doors that you don't even know are there. And this is the powerful story of my guest, Hector Astorga. He was a successful entrepreneur and business owner, and when presented with a few life-changing yeses, it transformed his career and life, becoming a full-time professional award-winning photographer that now travels around the world, taking people with him to different locations. But when I had the window covering shop, I was happy. I mean, and, and again, we were, you know, we were successful, but I was definitely not as happy as I am today. You know that saying, if you work in something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I'm living that. I'm, I'm very blessed. You know, God has blessed me to, to be able to say that I am living that. So guys, be open to new opportunities to grow, learn, do different things. Have a mindset that says, yes, let me do this. Let me try this because I'm going to learn something new. And hey, it might even open new doors that I have not even noticed. And then in episode five, we explored be adaptable. When you want more and you aim high and you're continuously learning and you're saying yes, what you're doing is you're welcoming positive changes to come to you. And that is what you want, right? If you don't want to stay in your current situation, you're going to want more and you're going to want something that is different. Wanting more could expand what you have or it could change what you have, but then the result is a change. So that is why you have to be very comfortable with change. And I think you have figured out by now, guys, that your road will have many unexpected twists and turns. You do not expect a straight line to your champagne. Don't just be comfortable with change. Seek it out. Sometimes you have to actively seek that change that will trigger new experiences in your career. It might not come to you, so you have to go out there and seek that change. And my guest, Guillermo Rebolledo, was spot on when he said, Adaptability is not optional right now, okay? We're living in a world that's unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen in the coming months. Now, after COVID, we don't know the new normal. So for me, adaptability is not optional. We need to be adaptable. I don't need to preach it to you guys. You know, the world that we live in is constantly changing. Industries come up, come down. Business is closed. Your career gets uh, shocked in ways that you didn't expect. So you have to really be adaptable. Now, what happens when you do these five principles very well? You are basically opening a virtuous cycle where you reach your goal, you build confidence, and you're like, hey, I want more because this worked. And then you start going through the cycle again. You start aiming high for the next opportunity. You're always learning. You're saying yes to new challenges. Your adaptability increases and you reach a new goal. And that cycle of growth repeats. Now, of course, when I say confidence, never confuse strong self-confidence with arrogance. That's not what we want. Arrogant people are not my favorite people, but self-confident people are because they really know what they're capable of doing and they're, they're comfortable attacking new challenges. So that covers Shape Your Mindset. Now, let's talk about differentiating from the pack. This is about building and managing your professional brand, part two. So we started with episode six, Know Yourself. This is about having sharp self-awareness, really understanding how you are wired. 
What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your emotional response triggers, your motivators and stressors, your values, your aspirations, and very importantly, how others perceive you? Sometimes we don't mind the second part, but it is critical because others are who are going to determine if you get that promotion or if you get that business deal or if you get that job offer, etc. So you have to be aware of how you are perceived. It is very critical in making good career choices as well. You want to make career choices that are aligned to your preferences, your strengths, your motivators. Otherwise, you're going to have a painful stage in your career. You can increase your self-awareness through assessments. You can do these online. You can do these at your employer. If you have access to them, please uh, take advantage of them. Now, how do you make sure that you understand how others perceive you? This is through feedback, guys. This is so simple. But many of us don't really tap into it. We don't aggressively seek it, but we should, we must. That is how you're going to know how you are perceived. And once you have that information, you can filter it and act on the, on the aspects that you think are worth course correcting or changing. I like what my guest, Dr. Jasmine France, said about the importance of your self-awareness. When you want to grow in your career, you have to be conscious about your personality and your behavior. Indeed. So you always have to be aware how you are perceived by others. Without this, you're not aware of your blind spots and they can hinder you from your next career step. If you are aware of yourself, you gain more professional, personal, emotional and social control. Now, there is one aspect about self-awareness, values. But it is so important that it is its own principle, principle seven, stick to your values. And in this episode, we saw that we all have a set of values and we must know what are the core values that we have? What are the secondary values? How do they rank? And these values will help you make career decisions, but also day-to-day decisions such as how should I react to what I just heard in this conference room or meeting? What should be my next career move that is aligned to my values? Because you don't want to sacrifice them. Once you understand your values, you're in a better place to also start shaping your professional brand. Sometimes values become very important to your professional brand, very relevant. This is what my guest Risa Lawrence explained to us. The role that my values play, hopefully they're the defining characteristics of my professional brand. Personally, I'd like to be known as Rissa Lawrence, who is generous, a hard worker, has integrity, has humility, and is overall a fun person to work with. In episode eight, we talked about building expertise. This is about choosing one or two topics where you're going to really go deep and you're going to be better than most people in your field. And these two topics are part of you know, around 10 topics or variables in your field that really matter. So what do you do with the other eight? You want to have some of those where you are very strong, you know, not as strong as your main spikes or the, the one or two big ones, but you are very competent in those, whatever, let's say five. And then in the other three, you want to make sure that you are at least average. You don't want to be below average because then you become a liability. You want to make sure that you are well-rounded with uh, really strong spikes in one or two areas. That's how you build expertise. And we saw that with our guest, Eric Hemer, who is a world-class wine guru that has credentials that only three other people in this world have in the wine world. Building your own personal expertise gives you a leg up on your competitors. Uh, I just can't overemphasize how important learning is to success. 
okay, okay, you don't need to be only one or four people in the world that have, you know, that level of uh, death, but that that is the way that you should think, you know, what are the one or two areas where I can be better than most people? And very importantly, guys, maintaining those spikes takes a lot of effort. Even wine gurus need to keep up to date with what's new in the world of wine. Oh, I would say probably 10 to 15 hours a week is a good number. So you are going to have to invest in maintaining that spike sharp and tall. Otherwise, it's going to start flattening out over time. Now, once you know yourself, you know your values, and you have built the expertise, now you can define your brand. This is a brief statement that will help you differentiate from those around you. What is it that you bring to the table? And like a good marketer, you need to use it to communicate your brand. You need to use it to figure out where to invest time, right? What do you want to continue building and shaping within your brand? How do you want it to evolve? And therefore, what new skills do you need to start adding to your toolkit? And I loved what my guest Phil Buckley said about waiting to develop and define your brand. Start building your personal brand now. I didn't. I wasted years not even realizing the power of this. And I I think I meandered a bit. Life is too short to have the wrong brand statement. If you have the right one, you feel great about your life and it keeps perpetuating as you continue on. So now you have the right mindset and you have the right brand. Now you must get behind the wheel of your car and start driving it. In episode 10, we explored how you must increase power and influence. Why? Because results are not enough, guys. Results only get you to a certain point. You also need power and influence. This is how you convince stakeholders around you that your idea is the best one and it should be implemented. This best idea could be that they hire you for that job or even that they promote you or that they give you that business that you're trying to sell them, whatever it is you're trying to do. If you don't have power and influence, it's going to be very tough to get what you need to do. You have to realize you are part of a political entity, whether you like it or acknowledge it or not, you are. So you must start getting proficient at navigating the power dynamics. And for that, you need to understand them. You need to understand also your power sources, dependent on where you are within the organization and the skills that you have, right? And this determines, guys, on your road to Champagne, if you're going to be driving a bicycle, a little car, a faster car, or a race car. So it is huge. This is very important. And one of the things that Professor Alison Fragal mentioned is that this is something that actually you become more dependent on as you start growing in your career. So power and influence, one of the things I find really fascinating about them is there are a lot of things that we can outgrow as we get more senior because we can delegate those to other people. Power and influence is not on that list. In fact, it's the opposite. You do more of it because more and more of your day is relationship management. You can't advance if you can't get comfortable with power and influence. In episode 11, we talked about building your village, right? This is about building your network and maintaining it because a vibrant network will help open doors for you. Now, you already have a network, right? Whoever your contacts are right now, but that network might not be enough to get you to where you want to get. You need to figure out where do you have the gaps? What sort of contacts are you lacking and how can you get them so that you can have a more robust network? Within this network, you need to have mentors, you need to have coaches, and you should also be a mentor or coach to others because your network is meant not only to help you, but to help others along the way. One of the key messages of my guest, Niraj Khanna, was that you should be very genuine when you are building those relationships. 
the underlying approach needs to incorporate uh, a few things, being genuine to yourself, being authentic to who you are, to being intellectually curious about the person and the people you're networking with, about researching who you're talking to and, and really trying to connect with them at their, you know, meeting them where they are, and then really trying to find the intersection points, right? So that there is a connection. Or else the other person will see through it and not be interested in having that relationship with you. So have a genuine curiosity. In episode 12, we talked about grab the wheel. This is about proactively creating your own opportunities and not relying on your boss, your HR department, your mentor, or whoever, because they're not going to drive the car for you. They might have very good intentions and they might help you in some way, but they're not going to move the chess pieces for you. Only you know where you want to go. Only you know your strengths and motivators and what really it is that you want, what you're trying to get more of. So you should be in control of making it happen. So knock on doors, talk to the right people, make yourself visible within the organization, make your interest be known, and then work with them to make it happen. But don't leave it up to them. In this episode, I had two guests, two entrepreneurs that left their comfortable, interesting jobs in pursuit of something more exciting and personal. This is what Lili Ferradasi from Brazil had to tell us. So I, I have always proactively researched the opportunities based on my wish for that period of my life, including changing countries or changing companies. Uh, and at a certain stage I, in my career, my wish was to move to Europe. So I used my internal contacts in my job to get me an interview in Ireland. So it worked out well and I got the job. I got another job in Budapest. There were definitely many phases when I felt that I had little control, specifically in the last years of consulting, when I couldn't foresee much growth opportunities in the company. The idea to start a business arose partly because of that. And it was also a way to grab back the wheel. And Dr. Juan Salinas, Shark Tank winner and creator of Peanut Crunch, had this to say to us. Don't settle. You know, never get comfortable. When you start feeling at your job that you started feeling that sensation of like, I'm doing the same thing every day over and over again, it's time to move on. We're only here for a certain amount of time. So you got to make the most out of it. You know, make sure that you are following your passion during that time that we have. It's not a long time. So why waste it on, on things that you don't want to do or that you have to do because you got stuck in a job and you feel like you're you're trapped. Get out of it. Go and do the things that you really want to do. Take those risks and, and just think about it. You know, you only live once. And finally, episode 13, learn from all leaders. You see, the analogy that I used is that professional drivers on a course are constantly getting input about what is happening around them. They are continuously learning so that they can course correct immediately, right? The vibration from the tires, the noises from the engine, what the voices in their earpiece are telling them, the instruments in front of them, they are telling them what is working well, what is not working well. And you should do the same thing. This will help you refine your leadership style. How? You're going to be exposed to a multitude of leaders, right? Some that you report to directly, others that you work with. Some will be inspiring and amazing. Some will be the opposite. But learn from them. Imitate the best practices that they use and do the opposite of the worst practices that they use. Because now you know how it feels to be led by somebody that is not doing a good job. So you want to do the opposite of that. 
This expands your emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is one of those topics that you have to always be whip. You always have to continue refining your emotional intelligence because as you grow in your career, you're going to have more and more responsibility over other people and you want to be a very effective, admired leader. You heard what my guest, Maria Pinelli, had to say about emotional intelligence. Goodness, if connecting with people isn't the most important skill you can have now more than ever, I don't know what is. I mean, it's just so important. You learn that the soft skills are just as important, if not more, as you are considered for leadership roles yourself. And my guest, Hinesh Shah, had a great call out when it comes to learning from other leaders. So whatever style you wish to adopt, whatever leader you want to be, whatever leader you admire, um, it needs to come back and it needs to be authentic to you and who you are, which is grounded in your own personal values and norms. We're all on a leadership journey. Uh, I don't care if you're two years in or if you're 30 years in, we're all on a journey to become more refined leaders. So be patient with yourself as well. Um, it takes time, it takes practice. But if you're authentic, you listen and observe, everybody's got the ability to be a great leader. So guys, those were the 13 principles in a nutshell. I think what comes now is for you to reflect on which of those 13 principles you have to put some extra effort so that you can be proficient at it. Don't be average. Don't be less than average. You have to be above average. Yes, I know. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. But again, you have plenty of years on your road to champagne and you're going to be hitting multiple champagne stages. So you have time to put in the right effort so that you can bear the right fruit and start accelerating your journey. One of the decisions that I made for Series 1 was to bring on guests because otherwise you would have only heard the stories and the perspectives of Alejandro. And that would be very boring, especially for myself. So I'm glad I brought 15 amazing guests from different countries, including the US, Honduras, Colombia, Germany, Canada, India, Brazil, and the UK from different fields, including wine and spirits, photography, academia, entrepreneurship, consulting, career coaching, change management, you name it, and from different stages in their journey to success, from recent MBA grad all the way up to CEO. So if you don't believe the power of the 13 principles from me, that's fine, but believe it from them. You have 15 people that are telling you how those principles have helped them. This is more powerful, and I'm glad that they have uh, come on board and joined me in this podcast series. With this, guys, we conclude series one, and it was a real pleasure to do this, and I really hope you extracted some value out of it, out of my conversations with our inspiring guests, out of the principles themselves, and I hope that you start accelerating growth in your career. I will see you guys in series two, where I'm going to have another set of awesome leaders sharing their stories and awesome advice so that you can continue growing on your road to champagne. Please don't forget to visit roadtochampagne.com and join our mailing list to download the framework we are using. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends, colleagues, and classmates. Send your comments via the website's contact page and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Road to Champagne on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn.